Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. This is the podcast that gets people waffling about their mental health, coping mechanisms, life's minor inconveniences, and the music that soundtracks it all. So join me as I open up shop and have a waffle. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to another episode of the Waffle Shop podcast. Today, I'm joined by the incredible singer-songwriter and the lead singer of the Wonder Years, Dan Campbell. Welcome to the Waffle Shop. Thank you for having me. That was um, too illustrious an introduction. That makes me feel like I have a lot to live up to that I'm not sure I'm capable of. Well, I have to because I literally, I I spoke to my sister about 10 minutes ago saying like, oh, like I'm doing a recording with the lead singer of the Winter Years. And she was like, I've seen them so many times. I was like, what? I was like, I've had this in the diary for like two, three weeks. And like, how have you only just mentioned this? So yeah, my sister uh... is a a big fan. So (laughs) what city do y'all live in? So we're in a city called Coventry, literally smack bang in the Midlands okay. um, in the UK. But I imagine you would have played, the closest place to us would be would have been like Birmingham or if mm-hmm. you've ever played like Reading or Leeds Festival and places like that. That's, I'm assuming mm-hmm. that's where she would have. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we used to, early days, we played Birmingham a lot because um, we were touring a lot with a band from there called All or Nothing. And so we would play like, just like weird pubs and just like kind of garbage like just basements (laughs) and yeah now when we play Birmingham it's usually the academy I was about to say well you're coming back aren't you very very soon we are we are coming back actually you know what I should be able to do is tell you where we're playing on that but I don't have the dates up now I do (laughs) we're playing the O2 Academy too (laughs) 
which is also a very nice venue. I've seen many bands there. So for mm-hmm. anyone who's buying tickets, you're in for a treat. Now, obviously, that was a very nice introduction, which isn't normally how I start my show. I normally start it with something called the Weekly Waffle, where basically it's because I'm British. I like to moan. That's what we're known for. It's the pettier the things, like the bigger the issue is, even though it's kind of, I mean, sometimes the problem doesn't even exist, but we're British, we make the problem 10 times bigger than it needs to be. Sure, sure. So this, I think you, you might relate to me with this one, and I feel like quite a lot of people who listen to the show might get this, but what's really annoyed me this week so far is millennials. Now, bear with me on this, not all millennials, it's just because when there's like a song comes on, like in the work radio, mm-hmm. and if me might be someone from like the 90s or from like the early 2000s and it's like oh my god yeah and then like who's this and it's that instant reminder of just how old (laughs) you actually are and it happened for me today and I was like that was a real kind of kick to the balls of like yep you're in your 30s (laughs) but you're you're a millennial am I yeah absolutely how old are you 32 you're a millennial 100 percent. i'm 36 now i'm a millennial oh wait in order, what to am be, I thinking of? in order to be gen x you would have had to have been born in like 1980 i think uh you're an aging millennial there are younger millennials are you thinking of gen z you think that's you're... what i'm thinking of see this is what i don't even know uh, what i'm angry about this is the problem i have <laughs> you i think that the thing about okay so my take on gen z is that they fucking rule i think that they're so dope i think that they're like so much more civically engaged so much more thoughtful so much more like open to things and like um angry about the right shit but it they do make me feel old it's the yeah. flip side of the coin See, i'm glad you it? said that because i was starting to feel really bad then i was like not all of no. them like, must it, like they're, no, they're no. doing they a good fucking, thing <laughs> they rule but i think that the thing i'm mad about isn't so much them it's the the passage of time and the realization yeah. that like I am old. Am I supposed to have one of these? Because I thought up a, a weekly waffle while you were talking. Absolutely. To to Whatever. If it, if it gets on your goat, get it off your chest. The, well, I think here's the thing is that it's it both is my weekly waffle and goes towards our larger point that we are old now is that <laughs> I, I don't like people jaywalking. Uh, because I feel like it puts them in danger and it makes me... If I'm driving my car and there's a crosswalk like... 20 yards away and someone decides to jaywalk anyway and we get into that weird dance where i'm slowing down because i know they're about to run across the street but they want me to go first because they were waiting for me to go and i'm just like just cross at the fucking designated <laughs> space because i don't want you to get hurt and when people do it with their kids as like a, a guy with kids now i get so mad yeah do you not think it's like this and also for the person who is jaywalking, it's that awkward little run that you have to do, which is just uncomfortable yeah. for everyone to watch. No, just like, I mean, and also it, it kind of like, I understand why people jaywalk sometimes because like, you know, especially in America where it's a country that was built, you know, especially the suburbs with yeah. cars in mind and they are more car friendly than pedestrian friendly. And that drives me crazy too, because like we, people should be allowed to fucking walk, right? Like yeah. the barrier for entry to being able to go to the store shouldn't be having to own a car. 
I love these weekly waffles because I never know what I'm going to get. <laughs> <laughs> this took a lot of left turns. It was just sharp laughs. <laughs> but I think all together, we're back in a circle because all of these things, when I say them out loud, make me sound like an old man curmudgeon. And so we, we hate the passage of time. Yeah. Welcome to your 30s, everyone. <laughs> I am... <laughs> That I was going to say I'm no longer young and cool, but like I literally have never been cool. So I think that the answer is I'm, I'm no longer young is what's happening. You're a, you're a lead singer of a band. Of course you're cool. No, no, I'm not. I'm so boring, man. If you, I, I think I'm a letdown to everyone that's ever had a rock and roll fantasy. Because it's like, oh, what do you guys get into? And I'm like, well, uh, usually I like to find like a, a good coffee and um do some reading, maybe FaceTime my kids and, uh, you know, try to play a great show. <laughs> it's like so not I'm going to have to rewrite every single one of my questions now because I thought I've got this thing, lead singer of like a, you know, of a rock and roll band. I'm going to talk about mm. smashing TVs. I'm going to like smashing guitars, hotel rooms. But no, we're going to talk about our favorite coffees and our favorite books. I'm so perilous it's why it's always a surprise to me when I'm invited on a podcast I'm like I'm so perilously fucking dull like how could you possibly be interested I did um okay so do you know you know Mark Hoppus from the 22 yes um I did his his radio show I did his radio show and then it comes out a couple days later so I was listening to it and there were two guests on one was me and one was someone named Youngblood and I'm not familiar with Youngblood he's a he's He's very good. Very, but very the good. line between the two of us of who is and is not cool was so thick and clear. That is a person who does cool <laughs> shit, evidently. I, again, like I'm not super familiar, but just the way he talks, like the, the, it's just, I was like, damn, I'm a fucking nerd through and <laughs> through, baby. That's <laughs> what it is. I can't even pretend. I, I always tell this story about we were at a festival in Australia. And I'm walking around and I'm looking, it's really hot. And so I'm in just like shorts and a t-shirt. I'm looking at all the other singers, all the other bands. And they're, they've got like suits on or gas masks or like these like just crazy shit and all this jewelry and uh, expensive watches. And, and someone stopped me and said, hey, what time is catering over? And I said, I don't know. And they said, how do you not know? Don't you work for the catering tent? And I said, no, I'm singing one of the bands today. And like, that's how they're like, the assumption here is that I'm a line cook. Not that I'm the singer of a rock and roll band. Wow. Well, <laughs> for anyone who's still listening and hasn't gone to watch Pedro <laughs> on the wall, <laughs> the reason like, why I'm I'm generally really looking forward to this waffle, because for anyone who isn't familiar with your music, you have been on quite the journey. And some of the, I'm a bit of a music nerd when it comes to like lyrics and the meaning behind music of a big believer in people having like a soundtrack to their lives. And when you break down like the lyrics of some of your songs, honestly, they, they, they are powerful. Like they, there's certain lines already that are kind of popping up in my head that I'm like, I can relate to that. I can kind of, you know, kind of relate as a portion of my life to the, those kind of lyrics. And I kind of want to to thank you for that because it's quite it's not rare when it comes to like music, but for someone to be so open and honest, especially from like a male point of view, it's genuinely really inspiring. Which fair play to you, 
So that that's how I'm starting that. I'm throwing you, throwing you a massive, awkward compliment. Because I that's hate a great compliment. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. So I kind of obviously with this, like feel free to kind of talk about whatever you kind of like want to or whatever you feel comfortable with. But the new album, like e- even like the title, and I want to kind of break this down a little bit. And it's the home that goes on forever. And when I, when I first read it, I was like, oh, okay, this guy's got like an hearing issue or something. But then when, <laughs> when, it's like, to that. yes, it's, 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 that's what music is, isn't it? Everyone can kind of take what they want from it. But the breakdown of this is, I'm going to say it is fucking beautiful. Like the way you've kind of worded and t- articulated this kind of part of your life is genuinely so inspiring. So I kind of, want to throw you under the bus a little bit here and the title of it like what does that mean for you uh okay so it's man it's hard to do it in like a linear fashion because it is like kind of like cyclical and um some of the logic or the logic some of the the narrative kind of doubles back on itself in a way but yeah i think um to start, the title was initially in a poem I had written that came out in a book with our last record. Um, yeah. the, hum go- the line is, the hum goes on forever when I am alone and expect silence there with me, right? And so it's it was actually kind of a, a dual meaning where it was about hearing issues um, oh. after the show <laughs> and about like, I mean, for just to give it an easy title about depression, about yeah. the blues or the grays or the the kind of like lifelong ennui that um, I live with and that I think a lot of people that listen to this band live with. And I think that it's part of the story arc of the band is like being this kind of person trying to, you know, you ride these like highs and lows, these time periods where you feel great and you can't believe that you were ever that low and these time periods that feel very low and they don't feel like they're ever going to to end and um looking for a way out of that cycle is kind of been like the long um narrative like the long narrative arc of the band in general from album to album just yeah. as i enter and exit different parts of my life like will this be the answer and so it is no surprise that I would be foolish enough to believe that I had conceived that I had thought one was coming, an answer was coming when we were going to have my first son. And I thought, like, well, I always wanted to be a parent. And so, like, this is probably the last piece of the puzzle, right? Like, this is the panacea. This is the the cure for this lifetime of um of like listlessness. Yeah. And when we had my son it almost had this opposite effect. Like I was, I was so like joyful at the thought of his existence, but at the same time, all of these new realities and all of these new anxieties came crashing down on me and like looking out at the world. And it's like, okay, like we were talking about before we got on, it's like the, the climate is actively changing. The world is getting less habitable. Um, the, in America, we've, I think we're averaging three mass shootings a day. Um, you know, and a mass shooting is the way it's defined is a little bit broader, but like, I mean, like huge tragic mass shootings on like a yeah. weekly basis. Um, 
just the global slide towards fascism, all these general anxieties that are like, and I'm like, how do you protect your kid from this? And so I spiral into like a pretty deep postpartum depression. And as I'm kind of fighting my way out of that is, is when like the, the, where the title kind of comes from is this realization, you know, through therapy and through the work that I put in to, to kind of get to a place where I was um, feeling more stable is that the low hum of sadness will always be with you. If you are a person with whom that phrase resonates, if you know what I'm talking about, then you understand that it's always going to be there. Sometimes it will be quieter and sometimes it will be louder. It'll never totally turn off. And that's okay. Right. That just is what it is. We have to understand that and make peace with it and figure out how to operate alongside it. So that uh, that's the album title in, I don't know, whatever, four minutes or whatever that was. No, but honestly, but this is exactly why, because I wanted to hear it from obviously from like, from your kind of like you, your, with your words, sorry, because there are so many people kind of going through this kind of like weird phase of like, the world is a fucking scary place to be living in like it is it's an awful place and i mean i'm not a dad but i can only imagine that those kind of fears obviously if you're kind of feeling a little bit like on edge or a bit scared yourself bringing someone into this world who then like you're trying to kind of protect yourself you're trying to protect your family then trying to protect your son at the same time it's like i imagine it's kind of like a constant circle of like what do i focus on first yeah, I mean, it's kind of fucked up when like you're taking like a like a preschool tour and you're like looking around going like that door is locked, right? Like that door that comes in from the outside, no one can ever open that. Okay, cool. And like, what's the policy on this? But like, because like, damn, like who knows when it's your town next that yeah. ends up in like a, a mass shooting or, and, and so yeah, like when you're, and that spirals into a depression and that depression makes it hard to function yeah. And when you don't have kids and you can't function for a couple of days or weeks, then you just don't function for a couple of days or weeks. Yeah. But when someone is relying on you to like feed them and like keep that, then it's like that option, the option to, to be non-functional almost disappears. And like you have to, I mean, at least for me, I was like, I said, I have to find a way to function despite this and that's where i was yeah. like okay i should probably call a therapist again <laughs> i should probably start an ssri i should probably like work through like this like cognitive behavioral therapy stuff i should probably yeah. work through like these kind of more practical solutions to problems yeah and um and make sure that i am caring for the people who need me well do you know what though i think it's so Genuinely, I keep using this word and it's, it's starting to annoy my, I'm starting to annoy myself. I'll be, I'll be my next week's weekly waffle now for saying this word, but I think it's so inspiring to kind of hear someone who's so open about kind of like talking about their mental health, but in a way as well, that when they're talking about therapy, like you're not kind of waiting for things to get really, really bad to recognize these kind of things like, oh, okay, I am spiraling a little bit. Now I'm going to sp- start kind of like therapy. I'm going to reach out. I'm going to go to like CBT and stuff like that. I imagine your son is a huge inspiration. Obviously, you, you speak very fondly like of your family. And obviously, I imagine music is also a huge outlet for like yourself and obviously and, and the band as a whole. Do you have any other kind of like coping mechanisms or things that you kind of turn to when things do get a little bit 
kind of hectic? Um, yeah. So, I mean, some that sound simpler that are like coping mechanisms for like specific things. Like I can get very overwhelmed by like loud persistent sound. Um, and so like a crying baby that like feels inconsolable can be really difficult for me. And this is a thing that I've recommended to a couple people that are experiencing like postpartum anxiety or postpartum depression when you, when they're like, I just like the, it's it's so overwhelming that it's so like consuming when they're screaming because like biologically it sets off alarms in your brain. Yeah. Um, and so I bought noise canceling headphones and I put a podcast on and I can rock the baby for as long as the baby needs to be rocked. So that's one thing. And then that. I think that uh, sports are a nice escapism thing for me um, is like, I'll like pour myself into like basketball or like American football. And like, it's just, it, it feels um, kind of refreshing in the way that like watching like something like maybe dramatic does not where yeah. you start, you know, where you're like, you're feeling the anxiety of like the narrative that's happening on the screen in front of you. Um, I just finished watching that show, the bear. Um, I don't know if you saw the bear yet on Hulu. It's a great show. Really, really good. Um, but if you ever worked a kitchen job, it will stress you out. Yeah. And so it was like this, <laughs> nope. I was like, I love the show. I love the show, but I'm anxious as hell now because like I remember like the pace and when you get overwhelmed and underwater like cooking on a line. Um yeah. and so like, you know, but uh watching basketball doesn't do that to me. So yeah. it's a little nicer. It's kind of like playing to your strengths though, isn't it? It's like kind of like, and I think it's I, I, this is why I love having these kind of conversations with people from like all walks of life from like all areas of the world is because regardless i mean i say it all the time but like regardless of kind of like what we're going through or like you know who you are what you do for a job or all that we're all kind of feeling these same kind of very human emotions whether it is kind of like work stresses or like family life or you know like what it's like it's all these things that or kind like, of really remind yeah. you of like just how human we are yeah, or like I don't know, like a global plague that is like fucked up the last couple of years of everyone's lives, really oh, stolen man. several. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> anything. I don't know. I'm just spitballing. I don't know if that that would be crazy. I mean, it's got a lot to answer for. Yeah, a lot to answer. <laughs> what so with with the pandemic? Like just to kind of like go back. I mean, I don't want to spend too much time because I imagine it's quite triggering for a lot of people. But like. What got you through that? Because obviously it was two years. I mean, I think it was even longer than that. That kind of was kind of taken off us. And for someone Mm -hmm. who I imagine who was quite creative as you, like, did you, obviously, you know, you've got this new body of work. Like, was that like a a focus point for you? Or what was it? At the very beginning, at the very beginning, I was like, oh my God, I have this like not yet one-year-old and no job now. Because like for a band like ours, almost a hundred percent of our income is touring and so if we're not able to go on tour it's like oh my god now i don't have like uh, uh, i gotta pay the mortgage somehow and uh my manager suggested this thing to me where he was like hey like artists do commissions all the time right like you can hire someone to paint a portrait of your family or a photographer to come take portraits you're an artist why couldn't you do an audio version of that and that's exactly what we did we opened up like um like submissions and people would reach out and say like hey i want a song you know people fans not not just strangers would say like hey i want a song by you in your style 
um, for my wedding or for a memorial for my, you know, someone that we love that we lost or just as like a, basically an audio family portrait. And so I would spend, you know, a couple hours talking to them and taking copious notes and asking question after question and requesting photos. And cause like all of my songs are like, um, there's like a, a hyper literal um, current that kind of runs through them. And I like, I really like this, like, um, like, again, like hyper specificity. And so like, I want to know what apartment number it was. I want to know which way the windows faced. I want to know what color the couch was. Cause I, that's how I want to write the song. That, yeah. That's my style of songwriting. And anyway, I would write the song for them. And um, Ace Enders from the, from the early November would produce it and uh, record it for me. And uh, John Allison Weiss, who is another talented songwriter would do the album art and we would press it for them on a one of a kind, like one of one lathe cut seven inch. And they would get that. And so that was really helpful for me um, was like a way to focus some of my like anxiety and energy and to give my days some sort of rhythm yeah. where I'd like wake up with the kiddo, hang out with him, put him down for his nap, work on a song, get up with it. When he finishes that nap, wake up, do lunch with him, whatever else. And then when he, and like listen, take him on a walk and listen to what I wrote this morning, kind of self-reflect critique during his second nap, come back to that song. And it gave me a flow of my days that was really like kind of instrumental in me not totally losing it. Oh, I love that. It's such a brilliant idea. And I imagine now, like from that, like obviously a very painful experience for obviously for the whole world, you've actually given so many like people some incredible, mem like one of a kind memories. That yeah, we did over 20 of them. And then I, um, a couple of them that were for weddings, I got ordained to officiate weddings so i would officiate their wedding once people could have weddings wow. again i would officiate yeah. the wedding and then play the song for their first dance and that was really cool so, <laughs> this is brilliant so like your cv now must be like <laughs> like i'm also here for weddings <laughs> like yeah i can like do it parties. All. i mean i think that's like the the diy in us of yeah. like we were a band that for a long long time nobody really wanted and so even like those early uk tours i mean literally like we were us and our friends were booking them we're playing like little pubs or like rugby clubs or whatever yeah. you know that kind of shit and um you know literally like sleeping on people's floors sleeping i remember one time in liverpool we stayed at this guy's flat but like i didn't understand what a flat was and then like <laughs> it was a communal space also as sleeping in the hallway on like a dresser uh and like i woke up in the morning to this little like dutch kid um dressed as spider-man like shooting me with webs <laughs> and <I was> like <laughs> what the fuck is happening and he was like i'm a superhero and you are a stranger in my home <laughs> um we once slept outside on the grounds uh outside of tgi fridays and there were only like 10 of those in the uk at the time. yeah so i was gonna say that's quite one. rare <laughs> um you know, just on the ground in the parking lot, like that kind of shit. Like, uh, we always were just like problem solvers. It's just yeah. like kind of who we are. Um, because of those early touring times, like the van, okay, the van doesn't work unless you, we figured out like, okay, the van will start if everyone gets behind it and runs and pushes it so we can pop start it. Like that, those are the kind of problems that we're used to. And so, okay, well, we hit a global pandemic and like, I need to find a way to like, stay creative and stay yeah. sane and also pay my bills and say, like, okay, well, we found a solution. We found something that, that satiates all three of those. 
I love that. I absolutely love it. I mean, if only like Airbnb existed back then. Well, we wouldn't <laughs> have the money for it anyway. Doesn't matter. Oh. <laughs> we couldn't have afforded True. it. <laughs> no one afforded Airbnb. So very expensive. I mean, at that point, we were just trying to not lose money. Like we were yeah. taking like the weirdest, shittiest red eye flights over, cramming 10 people in a van that should fit five. We're sleeping on whatever floor we can find. It's like, See, I, I think that makes over. you cool. See, so I think that conversation we had at the beginning of this, I, th- I think you're a bit of a liar. You definitely, that that that's cool to me. It's, um, thank also you. Very I remember when we so came over, <laughs> when we came over the first time, we didn't have work visas. And so we we thought, okay, well, let's split the band into two groups and I'll go early. And I saved up some money so that I could stay at a hostel off Hyde Park for seven quid a night. Um, and then every day we would wake up and the, the four of us that were there would communally buy a big loaf of bread and a hunk of cheese and everyone would buy their own apple. And that's what we would eat that day is we would like cut the cheese and bread up and split that up and everyone would eat their apple. And that was like how we like survived. I mean, it's, it's very balanced. Yeah. <laughs> got a ton. I mean, you've got a carb, you've got dairy and fruit. So if anything... <laughs> Should I have remember a dietitian the, the to your day, long list of things yeah. that you can do. <laughs> no, I should not be talking about dietitians. Uh, <laughs> they would be appalled at my diet that is like 80% sugar. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> I totally diverted the conversation again. It's my bad. This is what happens on the waffle shop. Literally, it's so difficult when I send a, like over if I talk to like people's teams. I'm like, yeah, we're going to talk about this, this, and this. I know for a fact when I like I laugh when I send the email because I know for a fact we're not going to talk about anything that we were supposed to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we got a record that's coming out. It's called "The Hum Goes On Forever." There we go. Twenty third. <laughs> we're on tour in the UK this November, all across the UK. What? So, Fred, like, obviously, you're talking about obviously these like kind of like memories. Obviously, I imagine before kind of like your your son arrived. I mean, his name's Wyatt. Is, is that um, correct? My oldest son is Wyatt, and we have a, a about to be ten month old named Jack. Amazing! So, congratulations for a starter. But like, so with obviously the UK tour coming up, obviously for the the new album, what's touring going to look like as a as a dad now? Like, are, are the kids coming with you? Are they staying here? What's that going to look like? Uh, the kids have not come for anything beyond like a day yet. Um, yeah. So the for things that are short right and to us short is like two weeks or less yeah um it's just you know that they kind of adapt to it and i facetime every day and um bring home a, a cool toy um for <laughs> things that are longer like we had like a seven <laughs> so this is like bread and cheese <laughs> yeah no i mean he loves i was just in the uk doing my side project um and he loves Paddington. So to be able to go to like the Paddington shop at Paddington nice. Station and they bring him home, that kind of stuff was really exciting. Um, for a longer tour, so like we were on tour in the US, it was like seven or eight weeks. And my plan was to fly home uh, every like 10 days or so. Yeah. And uh, I flew home the first time. And then the next time I was supposed to fly home the day before, uh, my wife and my youngest son got COVID. And so I couldn't go home. And then the next time I was supposed to fly home, my older son got COVID. Um, he got it at the tail end of them having it. So oh, no. it ended up being like 
this like four week span in the middle of the tour where I couldn't see them. And that, yeah. that was tough. That really sucked. Yeah. And you know, hard on me, but harder on my wife and on the kids, right? Like they don't really have any idea where I am. Well, and, yeah. uh, and Allie's trying to work and parent two children while they all have COVID. Wonder woman. Yeah. Wonder really woman. unbelievable, unbelievable shit for my wife. She is <laughs> really fucking good at being who she is. Yes. Love that. So I'm going to, I need to come back to the, the, to the incredible album. Obviously you've mentioned yeah, kind of sorry. like when it's out, there's a line that you open this, this obviously incredible piece of work with. And I mean, straight away, it kind of, it hits hard of like you not wanting to kind of like die and going into this like there's so many different themes I mean I feel, I feel like you can tell kind of like the theme through it and obviously you're very, being very open and vulnerable but like was it therapeutic getting all those kind of thoughts kind of out of your head onto paper and then obviously getting the guys together to kind of create obviously the work that you have yeah I mean it, it feels it does feel good to fucking scream it right yeah. like when when that's how you're feeling <laughs> It feels good to scream it. And I think that there people will talk about how it is like cathartic and therapeutic to get it out of you and put it. But I think what, what I like most about it is that I take something that is destructive and I build it into something that is useful. Yeah. So it's like we take this thing that is causing us pain and we refashion it into something that allows us to do the thing that brings us the most joy, which is continue to play music in front of people. And then also allows other people to feel seen and commiserated with through that music. And so like, I think one of the more powerful things, and we, we, we touched on it earlier, but like when you listen to or look at or watch a piece of art that someone else made and it reverberates in you in a way that says like, oh, I know exactly how you feel. And it is nice to know I'm not the only one that feels that way. So like there's um when I was having the the PPD issues there's an episode of BoJack Horseman about uh, Princess Carolyn having adopted um, a porcupine baby that is <laughs> at at that time just called Untitled Princess Carolyn Project like the baby doesn't have a name and you're watching her um, try to to work and parent and you're seeing the loss of sleep. And like the animators do it so that there are like several Princess Carolyn's on screen at the same time. Um, and you can see all these different pieces of her brain kind of fracturing off and trying to handle all these different tasks. And I was like, oh my God, like that is, I I'm watching someone put on screen the way that I feel inside of my head. And like, that's really powerful and can be really healing at times. And so like, yeah, like the fact that we're able to, like we released a song last week called Low Tide. Um, yes. It was about like kind of my like um, pandemic spurred depression. Like, you know, your normal depression, your seasonal depression, your pandemic depression, you pile them on top of each other. It's good stuff. Um, <laughs> it's a lovely a, sandwich. <laughs> it's a three-layered dip of depression. So, uh, but but all these people were like, oh my God, like that's exactly the way that I felt. And like sometimes even the details, like I actually, like people will be like, oh, I did let my hair grow. Or, oh, like I did stay up late and watch like the Korean baseball organization play um, because there were no other sports on and I needed some sense of normalcy. And like, 
finding people to, you know, finding that song for someone that feels that way, that like instant commiseration is really useful. And so to, yeah. again, to take something that, that hurts for you and build it into something that is useful for someone else is um, a job worth doing. Do you know what? I absolutely love it. And do you know what? This is why I love this podcast because this for me was born out of something incredibly tough and painful. Like I nearly lost my mom. She's now in a neurological care home, kind of learning to kind of use her hands and everything again. Um, Whereas with me, I kind of hit rock bottom. And if I hadn't started talking or waffling about it, I don't know where I would be. And I honestly think I have the best job in the world, but the fact that I get to talk to people like yourself, I mean, we're, we're very different on very different lanes, but you've kind of taken this kind of pain and you've kind of given it a new lease of life. And it kind of just proves that regardless of kind of like what you're going through, whatever painful experience, like good things can still happen. Like it is worth sticking things out. And it's, you've, I say it all the time and people are sick of me saying it, but like you can do anything in this life but like the one thing you can't do is give up and I think we kind of sat here now as obviously two like men who have been kind of at rock bottom talking so openly and honest and like I know for a fact there's going to be people listening to this and just be like well yeah like you've got to keep going if you find any kind of comfort in whether it's a song a podcast a tv show a conversation like a walk like there is no one on this planet that's entitled to tell you that it's the wrong thing to do if it makes you feel better and it gets you through some of those dark times you've got to keep going you've got to keep doing it yeah it's very cool to, to be able to fashion your sadness into something that is again like a solve for for other people definitely ah oh. I feel all like yes now. <laughs> so thank you for that. So with with the with the podcast, and especially when I have like a musical guest on the show, I love to hear kind of like the songs that have soundtracked their life. So I always love this question because I I, I never put it in any notes or anything because I like to see like my guests kind of think about like what that song is, but. If there is, I mean, I'm not too sure if you're a big dancer, like when it comes to kind of like the nights out or kind of like the family parties or even like your son's party, like birthday parties. No. <laughs> I'll say that a... dancing in public is probably a top three fear for me. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that would be my 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 take on that. Probably a top three fear. Okay, I'll, I'll spin it on its head just for you. So what is the song that kind of is playing that kind of puts a smile on your face and that gives you that like like instant hit of like serotonin and instant good mood? Instant good mood. Um, it might be This Year by the Mountain Goats. Is that a common answer? Nope. <laughs> there's, okay, so there's a, there's a podcast called uh, The Hilarious World of Depression that I've listened to John Darnielle from the Mountain Goats on. And they ask him basically, they say like, hey, so we asked a bunch of our listeners, what is the song that makes them feel better? Like, what is their song yeah. to go to? And he was like, and two of your songs came up often. One of them is Amy, aka Spank Gladiator. Do you know what the other one is? And before he even finishes saying it, John goes, it's this year. It's this year. And it, of course it is. And he said, <laughs> it, it is the song. It's the song I will be remembered for. And um I mean, the hook of the song is literally, I'm going to make it through this year if it kills me. 
Well, that, yeah, you don't have to say anything else. It's like, well, yeah, that's your instant motivation. Like, yeah, you are going to get through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, also, Dreams and Nightmares by Meek Mill for a series of different reasons. <laughs> it's a very Philadelphia I love, answer. <laughs> I love this question, though, because I never, I've never once got the same answer. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you should listen to This Year by the Mountain Goats. That's what the decision. Next time I'm asked that question, I'm like, yep, I'm going to get fucking through this year. Gonna make it through this year if it kills me. And to be fair, anyone else listening to this as well, go listen to it. And this is a reminder from me and Dan that you are going to get through this year. Yes. Also, if we're telling you to listen to things again, uh, we have a record coming out on September. I'm kidding. Obviously, God, that's what we're here for. We're here to talk about the film goes on. <laughs> oh God! But to be fair. There is also another line in your song before we kind of like wrap this up. And I think it's to be fair, I think it's quite a nice way to kind of like wrap it up. And it's, it, there's a line about putting in the work, like growing, is it growing a plant because you started gardening? It's, uh, yeah, the, the line is um, put the work in, plant a garden, try to stay afloat, which were like very simple instructions to myself of like, okay the again you're at a point in time where you don't feel particularly interested in taking care of yourself but other people need you to take care of them and so it was like okay well you got to do the work right that's like step one um and then like we literally physically planted a garden but at the same time it's like a little bit of is like build something useful like build something good and useful and then you know, do your best to stay in that space was kind of the the crescendo of the record. Honestly, I'm I'm so excited because I've never. I mean, it's not my normal style of music, but the lyrics foot already. Cramp. <laughs> I had a bad foot cramp. I need to hydrate. It's the, first, it's the first time everyone's had cramp on the show, so thank you. Man. <laughs> but you know, check okay, like the. One final question before, obviously, we, we wrap it up. I want to talk about, like, advice. Other than, obviously, getting this incredible album when it's released. At the end of September, 24th, was it? 23rd. 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 I'm a great listener, clearly. But yeah. Well, if you than... get it the 24th, it's still good. Whatever day you want to get it. No, but you need to, because there is certain lyrics, whether you're a fan of that style of music or not, there is certain lyrics and certain songs already that are out there that are they they speak to people like there's quite clearly like a lot of power and a lot of emotion in them and i kind of wanted to ask like your advice for 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 myself and for anyone who might be listening to this that if they are kind of on a bit of a spiral or they're not having the best day like what would your advice be just to kind of get them through um this is another boring answer but like I don't like to give too much mental health advice because I'm not licensed to do that. Right. Like I'm not, I, there are people who train their whole lives to be good at this. And like, I would say seeking them out is like maybe more important than like what I would have to say. Like my advice, if you are struggling is to go to therapy, right. Is to like, I guess, but that also plays into maybe the advice is to do the work. Like problems don't fix themselves. Problems get fixed when you work to fix them. Um, But I would, you know, seek out actual like licensed professional help that is that's how you get through it um 
Now, easier said than done, especially uh, in a country like mine that does not have universal health care. And so it's like, okay, you have to find a therapist, but it has to be a therapist that's in network through your insurance company and they have to be accepting new clients at the time. And if they're not, it, it can be really expensive. And it's, I mean, you're on this waiting list. It, it does fucking suck. And it's like, it, they're like the barrier to entry can be really high. Yeah. Um, but the one thing I would recommend with that, if you're an American listener is like, okay, I went to my insurance company's page of people who were in network and I just started calling, right? I just gave myself a half an hour, just make a bunch of phone calls. And anyone who answers, just like, well, can I be on the wait list? And like, eventually a spot's going to open up and like, you're probably still going to need it. So just because there's not something available right now doesn't mean like the problem is going to go away. So take action now. Uh, and in three weeks, when one of those people calls you back and says, hey, we have a spot opened up, you get to say, thank you, past me for setting me up for this success. Joe, <laughs> you know what though? I think it is actually really solid advice and I'm going to kind of build on that. And I think obviously wherever you are in the world is that you can, there is always someone out there to ask. Yes, it might become like a little bit of a wait, but please, like if you are struggling, reach out, have those kind of conversations because it's taking those kind of actions and kind of putting the work in on yourself is, I'm going to flip it back to the song lyric, but it's when that garden of yourself is really going to grow but you need to kind of take that step and put the work in on yourself mm -hmm. yeah See? yeah yeah you have to put the work in that's the whole <laughs> thing and nothing uh yeah what's the the phrase is nothing worth having comes easy is like that's pretty true very very true now the album is out the home goes on forever dan honestly you have been an absolute pleasure. I think the way you articulate your journey and your your band's kind of like stance when it comes to kind of getting that pain and turning it into like a real kind of like anthem is incredible. So thank you very much. I appreciate that. And uh, I hope that I was, um, well, I know that I'm dull. I hope I was less dull. You're than not dull. I don't, I don't know where you got this from. You're definitely not dull. Honestly, should... the conversation didn't stop once, so. Okay, that's something. I should. I need to curse more. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'll do that. I always forget because my nan listens to this show. I need to stop. <laughs> uh, I think I cursed plenty, actually. Sorry, nan. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. You've been listening to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and even leave a review. It means the world to me. See you soon.